Are you lost in the chaotic whirlwind of day-to-day busyness? Do you yearn for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in your life? Welcome to Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose, the podcast dedicated to empowering women on their journey of self-discovery and finding their true purpose through their own story. I'm your host, Brenda Simmons. Welcome to the Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose podcast. Today we have with us Sherry Lillico. And Sherry is a two-time Amazon best-selling author. She's a speaker. She's a coach who guides and empowers lost and unfulfilled women in their midlife to rediscover their joy, purpose, and inner peace so they can be excited to live each new day and pursue their dreams. Now, Sherry has gone through her own self-discovery journey. Sherry, can you tell us a little bit about that journey and what it looks like? You bet, Brenda. Um, just just before we start, though, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, but anyway, with my journey, it was kind of a, it's been a life, it has been lifelong, but the, um, the big self-discovery part started when I was about 45 and my kids were gone from home and I was lost. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, you hear people who say that, you know, they have the midlife crisis or whatever, and I'm not sure I had a midlife crisis, but I realized that um, I had been living my life around my kids, my family, not just my kids, my husband, right. everything else. Right. And it was like going to work, looking after them, making decisions um, based on their needs, their wants, their desires and that kind of stuff. Right. And everything right. that um, was me got kind of put on hold. I mean, I fooled myself in saying that I had, um, you know, take time for myself at night, which I did, I would read a book or I would have a bath or whatever, but it wasn't the same as really connecting with everything. Anyway, so when they left and I had to start reevaluating everything, I realized that like I said, I was lost. People would ask me, well, what do you enjoy? You know, trying to help me figure out what kind of things I could do now. And I honestly couldn't tell them what I even liked to do. Wow. Like nothing. It was, it was, it was devastating. It's like, how do you not know what you like? At that point, I couldn't even come up with a simple answer of, I like watching sunsets or fireworks or, you know, smelling the roses, which I do. I love smelling roses. Right. But, um, you know, so it was really, really devastating. So then I had to start figuring out what to do. And my first step in that was I figured out that I wanted to get into shape a little bit better, wanted to get my body healthy so I started on an exercise program and I started on a, a more of a healthy diet. And from there, when I was looking at, or I was, of course, subscribed to their emails, then I started getting emails about different things. So then I started 
um, investigating that. And it was all into like the self-development world. So, you know, how to make yourself better, how to um, your mindset shifts and all that kind of stuff. So there, uh, I wasn't ready for a lot of that yet at that point still. So it was just little baby steps and little baby steps as we went along. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, So you had, where does writing come into play with that? You know, I, obviously you, you turned to that. So how, how did that help you in your self-discovery journey? Um, writing actually didn't come into it for quite a few years, actually. Um, I never considered myself to be creative. I never considered myself a good writer. Um, And it still takes me time to get the wordings and everything else right. Um, So that, like I said, that didn't actually come into play for a lot of years. I had gone through a lot of steps before that. But what I learned from writing was that um, I was creative. (laughs) Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Um, There's an actual purpose to stuff. Um, My my children's story actually came to me through, I believe, Divine Channels. Um, It came to me through in the middle of the night. Uh, so when I got up, I didn't actually, I wouldn't write it. I didn't write it down. Cause I was like, there's no way I could do anything with this anyway. So what would be the point? Right. So, wow. That's some pretty strong inner dialogue in the middle oh, of the night. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is right. what they would exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I had a lot of it to go through. Like I said, years worth of, you know, trying to conform and, and beating myself over it when I didn't conform and all that kind of stuff. Right. So and hiding and all that kind of stuff. But with my kids story, I actually finally wrote it down and then I put it on the shelf because I still wasn't ready to do anything with it. And I think that that is a kind of a key point too. Sometimes we're ready for one step, but we're not quite ready for another and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're not always into rushing into taking always the big steps. We got to take our time if we need time. And what is meant for us will still be around when we get there. Awesome. So, so what is your children's book about? So my children's book is about a little red dragon who doesn't feel like he belongs, who has he doesn't he doesn't feel like he fits in and he finally finds something that he loves to do but then he gets a lot of judgment I guess would be a good word from it from others Mm -hmm. but he keeps trying and he keeps persevering and he does what he wants to do and he does it his way. And he actually, in the end, he, of course, I mean, you can't have a story that doesn't have a happy ending. 
<laughs> so well, tell your story, can. right? I guess you can. <laughs> right. It's not a really good story. <laughs> so, so in the end, he um sees his dream come true in a very magical way. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. So why okay, I want to get back to this um the idea of being a creator because I've I've gone through that too, where I just felt like I'm not creative because in my mind, being creative meant I could draw, right? Yeah. And and it was more artistic creation, right? And yeah. so it took me many, many years to realize that, well, being creative is creating anything, bringing into existence anything. And mm -hmm. there are so many, an infinite amount of ways to be creative. So how, I mean, because I know this it's inexperienced it i i had to realize that my identity as a creator just looked differently so so how did that process go for you where you didn't identify as a creator to then yeah i can do this um so you're right i wasn't i didn't consider myself creative because as with you i always thought creative being artistic so right. the the actual painting or drawing or whatever one of my daughters she she paints and everything else and it's like I am not creative and I was told by multiple people doing astrology charts because I mean I like astrology too um you're creative and it's like no I'm not right <laughs> there, there is so, there is so many things that I um did not except about myself mm -hmm. so when I finally wrote the story and well put it onto the shelf I still believe that I wasn't creative but then I was doing like it was kind of like a master class kind of thing with uh it was Jack Canfield it was one of his oh yeah things based on principle of success or whatever right, right? And we, he had us doing the whole gratitude journal and mirror exercises. Mm -hmm. So the self-love exercises. Now that's, those are hard exercises to do when you've been lying to yourself your whole life. Just so uh, that our listeners know what that is. Can you, can you tell us what that mirror exercise looked like for you? Okay. So the mirror exercise was basically every well I did it every night and you would go into the mirror and you would look at yourself in the eyes and you would just say some stuff that you were proud of yourself for yeah so even if it was as simple as and I did when I first started it was like um I was proud of myself for you know going to bed at an early enough time or brushing my teeth or getting up and actually taking, um, you know, going and sitting in front of my computer and doing this one self discovery exercise or whatever it was, right. It could, it was simple. Like I couldn't right. even think beyond the simple stuff. And when I've had other people do it, my daughter, I've tried getting my daughter to do it. I've tried get, or I've got clients to do it. 
And it's like, don't think of the big stuff. Think of the little. Yeah. Because we, that's where it starts. But then it starts, of course, you know, once you start changing that mindset of, oh, you are doing good things. Even if it's just little, that changes your mindset. So here I was doing these gratitude statements. And of course, gratitude statements, I am grateful. I've changed it now to I am so happy and grateful. Love it. Or, or, yeah. And then go from there. And I mean, sometimes it ha- it can be just simple, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, some big thing like for tonight, it'll be I'm so very happy and grateful that I was able to be here with you today. But it can be I'm breathing. <laughs> right. You know, I am alive. I have the love of my family. I have whatever, right? So right. It's just staying simple. But those are two very big things. Anyway, so I started doing those. And of course, it changed my mindset. It changed my vibration. And I fully believe it opened up the opportunity for me to see that I could do this or that the opportunities were there to actually publish my book. Wow. And this masterclass, there was a whole bunch of other authors in it. So then it also told me that I could actually, I was worth or that I could, I was a strong enough person. I was, I don't even know how to say the words, but I could actually reach out to them. Yeah. And actually ask, right. What's involved. Because of course I had no idea what was involved in it. Nothing. Right. Right. So it's like, what's involved, what can I do and all that kind of stuff. So then that snowballed. So then I end up talking to a couple different people and or a few different people made some connections I'm still friends with a couple of them from that and uh um yeah it just went from there because the lady then who um helped me publish my book also was doing a compilation book so it was like 30 women writing their stories Mm -hmm. um and she asked me to write my story of you know how my journey story basically but I went from childhood and how from childhood and it just played all through my life until I finally realized that I had to be myself and then even into my journey a little bit into my journey of how I came out of it and end up writing my stories and writing or publishing my children's book which didn't actually come out after it came the the compilation book came out before my children's book because it had to go through all the different steps that it needed to be like illustrations. That's fascinating. And that well, and and isn't it so wonderful that, you know, I mean, you look at the time frame of when things happen, right? And and you know, we we take these baby steps and one thing leads to another, right? And you went to a class and oh, maybe I can do this. And and I think 
as women, we need to understand that it's okay to put things on pause until we're ready for them. But always knowing that they're in, in that they're there and that when the opportunity comes, we've got to take that too. So was that scary for you to take that step? Oh, big time. Now telling my story is it's inspiring for me because every time I tell my story, I hear it a little bit different and I learn something else and then I get to help other people. But the very first time putting myself out there, not even just the first time, putting myself out there, being vulnerable, being, well, it's vulnerable. I mean, you're, you're totally open to the judgments of others, the criticisms of others, you know, and right. for somebody who was a people, people pleaser like me, right. you know, those were really scary and I mean they still they they still I mean that's still there I'm able to you know work through them or work with them a little bit more so it doesn't stop me so much but yeah when I was writing my uh story for the compilation book there was many times where I was like no I can't do this and I was on the verge of calling you know the lady up and going take it out I'm not doing it you know? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you stuck with it. And I think that's a good lesson too, is, you know, you just keep going. I know so many times I've done like marketing videos and stuff like that. And I really like doing the videos, but there it's still nerve nerve wracking when you press that publish button, (laughs) you know, and you know, this is no longer mine. This is belongs to the world, you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's putting a piece of you out in the world and it can be scary because you don't know how it's going to be received. So, yeah. 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 And then also with that, I mean, how is that? I mean, even your family, right? It's not just the world, but it's, it's, it's more, I am the family aspect too, right? Because it's the people closest to you that you really care about. Though I wouldn't say that because when I first got my first um, lower review on my children's book, it still hurt a little and it was from somebody completely unknown. So, you know, right. Like, but your books have done well. You had, you've yeah. had best-selling moments on, on Amazon. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So now you help other women. So walk me through that process of going from being a writer to now I'm helping women in their own self-discovery. Actually, actually, it was the other way around. No way. Okay. Tell me how that works then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So when I was doing, when I had started, I was only a couple probably a couple years into my self-discovery journey at that point when actually, no, it was even a year. So I was finding all these new things. Like I said, I was exercising and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I was getting all this other into these other emails and into mind Valley. I love mind Valley. Um, but it was, um, opening me up. And then I end up connecting to a friend of mine who 
I hadn't seen in years who had mm-hmm. one of those, the, the kind of the metaphysical stores. She had her rocks and all that kind of stuff. The crystals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Crystals. Yeah. It crystals and all the other different stuff. And I was getting signs that I, I finally figured out that I was getting signs that I needed to connect with her. So mm-hmm. I ended up reconnecting with her, which brought me more into the spiritual journey. And from there, it was just, I was kind of keeping an eye out for signs. Now I air quote, mm-hmm. I don't know if you actually, <laughs> I don't know if people are going to see the, be able to see or not, but I'm air quoting the signs because there's this kind of a story behind signs too. But um, the energy medicine stuff, I had seen one once and there was a course in Victoria. Now I'm in Canada, I'm in Northern BC. So still Victoria, BC is quite a long ways from where I live. Mm -hmm. But my daughter was down there at the time and I was like, oh, well, you know, that would be really cool. And I look at it and I was like, nope, can't afford it. Not going to do it. And put it, like I said, put it on the shelf, was not ready for that yet. Next year, it shows up again. And I'm like, okay, this is obviously something I really like. And of course, I had been going to courses on other energy medicine stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. So I went to the foundation classes of Eden Energy Medicine. Mm-hmm. So that started it all. And that really got me into um, trying to make myself more energetically aligned. There's Mm -hmm. the word that I was looking for. Energetically aligned. And by doing that also, of course, finding my joy, finding, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. And and energy healing um, was something that I enjoyed. Now, I had enjoyed it years before and I had given it up. So this was a rediscovery for me. So that's I love that. Right. Yeah. So then from there, I um got um certified as an Eden Energy practitioner, met some beautiful other practitioners on my second year that I was with the courses. And I came home and I attempted, (laughs) and I'm going to say attempted, to get a business going. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, that was still not in my cards right then. I still didn't have the, um, how should I say it? I, what, well, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. There was still a lot of blocks that I had to work through Mm -hmm. before that could happen. So then, from there, I continued to work on myself. And as that happened, I started going, okay, I end up getting a coach here and our coach there. And I was working through stuff and it was like, okay, I want to get this out there. And so then I started working with women to clear their obstacles that were holding them back. And that's how Mm -hmm. it actually started. So then I was using all my different tools 
um, that I had learned for myself and through energy medicine, not just Eden energy medicine, but other energy medicine stuff that I was using to actually help them move forward with theirs. And I'm like, okay, I like this because yeah, everybody need everybody needs to, you know, um, I mean, be staying lost or stuck or whatever is a very, uh, I, I'm saying a lot, sorry. Um, what is the word? It is, it's depressive. It's depressive. Um, but it's also restrictive. Mm -hmm. And I mean, everybody, I feel everybody should be able to be free to be themselves. Right. And having that, having that freedom to be, and everybody needs help. So then I was, yeah. Love that. So how, like, can you describe for us, like, what exactly is energy medicine and how does it remove blocks so that we can be who we truly are? Okay. So that is a really, really um, expensive question, but energy medicine at its core is based on the fact that everything is energy. Everything on this planet is energy. So if you take, (laughs) even if you go down to the cellular level and you keep going back and back and back, like further, 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 it's energy. Right. So if that is the case, then everything is, energy affects everything. Okay. Right. So if you are blocked or stuck, or um, we'll, we'll go, we'll start a little further. If you have a physical ailment, that physical ailment, what I believe, what I believe, started as an energetic misalignment. So something was blocking energy, or your energy, because I mean, if your whole, if everything's energy, your whole body, your whole energetic field around you, everything is energy, right? So if right. you have a blockage in there and it persists, then eventually physical ailments arise. Mm-hmm. Okay. On another level of that, mindset. Your mind affects your energy. Right. 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 So then if you're positive or negative, of course, that's going to affect your energy. It will affect whether there's a blockage or not a blockage, all that kind of stuff. In the case of getting unstuck, um, that's more like the mindset where you have your beliefs, you have your um, thoughts and that kind of stuff that are holding or like in your subconscious that are holding you back. Right. And those thoughts 
the emotions, the the feelings, the vibrations, um, they need to be cleared so you can move out of that. Okay. So I kind of like in my, my brain, I kind of imagine it as like a river and it's got a beaver dam in it. Right. And yeah. so you're, you're removing the beaver dam, mm -hmm. no offense to the beavers <laughs> so that the, so that the water can flow. Is that a good analogy? That That is a very good analogy, but to take it, I'm going to take it even one step Perfect. further. Perfect. Um, when we have something happen or in our mindset or in our subconscious, our patterns, we hold those in our body and they stay in our body through cellular memory, through well, various different ways they can be held in the body. So yes, but it's still on the same aspect of you have a dam, you got to remove that dam one way or the other. And sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's more challenging. Um, something that a friend of mine has been telling me the longest time is that it doesn't have to be hard. It's your mindset going, this has to be hard to remove, right? right. So if you can change that mindset, then it's not always. That's that an interesting dynamic, isn't it? You know, it it's, it's because if it really potentially isn't very difficult, but if we think it's difficult, then it is right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's really fascinating. So what has been kind of your biggest takeaway from this journey of self-discovery from, you know, going from, I don't even know who I am to, I'm going to help, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into energetic medicine and, and help other people too. I'm now an author too. So what's, what's your, your biggest takeaway from all of these amazing things that you've done? If I can do it, so can you. Yeah. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I mean, anything is possible. If you step into who you really are, not even stepping into it, because I mean, we can't just step into who we are. I mean, we have all layers, right? We have right. layers and layers and layers to go through, most of us anyway. Um children i'm hoping event or you know we can help them so that they don't get into the layers and layers and layers of societal conditioning and all that kind of stuff that right. you know hides all that from them um but people um in their or women in their midlife who is the who i kind of um gravitate to um, you know, have all this conditionings underneath them. So it's going to take time to do it. Um, layers. I mean, I don't know if you can get it all through in a whole lifetime or not, but even taking any kind of steps mm -hmm. is getting you one step further and it just goes to another lesson and don't actually um, diss the lessons, take the lessons, learn from the lessons, and then just move on. Right. I love that. I mean, going back to that river analogy, it's you never step in the same river twice, right? It's always changing. It's always different. And you can 
go through the same lessons, the same process of healing and, you know, making yourself better. And every single time you do it, it's going to be a little bit different because you've peeled back a little bit more of that onion layer. Right. And, and I'm so full of analogies today. I'm just so proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) Good ones. (laughs) (laughs) But truly, you know, we, we peel back a layer and then we work on that layer and we can do the same lessons over and over again. And because we're working on different layers, it's going to hit different and it's going to affect you differently. And so I love that. So, So, but that actually brings up another thing for me is that we do end up going through, we can go through the same lesson twice if we don't learn it and we don't um, get through it or we don't let it go. Um, But when you have tools, like sometimes we need the tools to be able to do it ourselves. So I'm not saying that everybody needs to work with somebody, you know, all the time. They don't because sometimes they can do it themselves. Sometimes, though, it's a lot easier if you have somebody to help you. Love it. And I totally agree with that. So how, like, when a client comes to you, what does that process look like? Like, how do you, um, is it like a talk therapy kind of a thing or, or what does that look like? So I work with them one-on-one and Mm -hmm. they basically, um, they get all completely individualized help because everybody comes to me in a different spot. Their story is unique, of course, because everybody's story is unique. Where they want to go is unique. But we go through things depending on where, of course, depending on where they are, they may have to, you know, go through um, even discovering um, how their mindset is working. So being a, becoming aware of what they're thinking and what their thoughts mm-hmm. are, setting mm-hmm. goals, finding what they love, you know, getting the tips and the tricks to deal with their own. And then, of course, on top of that, I help them with that, of course, but then I also work with their energetic stuff that's going on to remove to help them remove their their um limiting beliefs if they have some if they have other energetic stuff that's coming up then we work with it and it's just it is all very individualized some you know might get some meditations or some journaling or you know, what, whatever they need is what they get. And I base it on what I get intuitively, what they need and what they're telling me. Right. I love it. Do you have any stories that you can share of how, um, your coaching has helped somebody else? Um, I totally put you on the spot. That was not a question that I prepped you for. (laughs) Um, I have this one client, or she previously has been a client. She's not anymore. She's actually, um, I consider her a friend, but she was um, an author. She is an author. Um, And she was stuck. She was stuck. She had written some books, 
they hadn't done maybe so well. She was really trying to get that get there. And we worked. It was only for a short time that actually we worked. And it was helping her shift her mindset on some stuff and to see help her see some of her worth and get mm -hmm. rid of some of those limiting beliefs because she did have some um, limiting beliefs like all of us do um, because of, well, various reasons. Um, and yeah, she has gotten so that she has put out more books and she's doing really, really well right now. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. So, so cool. Well, thank you so much. I, I love hearing the stories of how people have changed their lives because I, I think sometimes we, well, let me, I'll just speak for myself. I was at a point where I really believed and it was a limiting belief, but I believed that there was nothing that I could do to change my life. And once I started to understand that I was the only one who could change my life and that I yeah. had all the power, it was like a, a switch flipped, you know, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, the sky's the limit then, you know, what am I, what am I going to do? And I just think so many people, they don't understand that, you know, that they have all the control. Yeah. So yeah. I, and, I being a, and being aware, sorry, I cut you off. No, you're good. Um, being aware of that they have the choices, even if they don't make the choice or, you know, mm -hmm. even if they want to stay where they're at, they have the, you know, becoming aware that they have the choice to make those different choice or different decisions. Um, it's huge. It is. And really, if you think about it, you know, a lot of times our, the, the physical place where we're at um, can't always change as quickly as the mental place where we're at. Right. But it really is that mental place that has to change first, you know? Um, so just be intentional. So, so I asked this to all my, my guests. So Sherry, what do you feel like your purpose is now in your life? My purpose is to live my best life. Um, and, or yeah, to live my best life, striving to learn and live as my truest self and to help others do the same. Because everybody is, deserves, is worthy of, is, blessed to be their unique self and they they deserve to be excited to live each day and pursue their dreams because honestly if we all could live as our best self and accept everyone as they are can you imagine what the world would be like it would be so peaceful and it would be happy. so amazing amazing right it really would and I love that I I think that's just amazing it just as you're talking about what your purpose was it actually brought me back to your mirror work and and how can you imagine if 
we said that to ourselves, you know, said what your purpose is to yourself in the mirror. And I think the hardest part of that is looking at yourself in the eyes. Oh, yeah. You know what, when we look in the mirror, we're looking at our hair, we're looking at to do our makeup, but we very rarely take the time to look at ourselves in the, in the eyes. And, and you're right. If we just take that time to see the beauty within it's phenomenal. It's can do wonders. Yes. So, I love that. Love it. Love it. Um, Sherry, you have a special offer for our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about it and where our listeners can find it? So uh, I have uh, a little, it's a mint, it's called a mini grow your gratitude journal. And it's just, it's a five day. It's so it's just to get them started on their own practice um, of, you know, journaling stuff. So it has um, uh, sorry, it, it has a space to write, like, I have directions to write like three things you're grateful for, and to mm -hmm. do it every day. Three things that you um, find that was a that was good, um, something good that happened to you today. So working on the aspect of something, you know, mm -hmm. there's more Noticing. than just bad out there. Right. There's something good, right? right. Even if it's just somebody opening the door for you as you walk, go to walk through a door or whatever, right? right? And then there is also um, some journaling prompts to get you thinking a little bit deeper. I love that. So where can our listeners find that? So they can find it on my, well, they, they can't find it on my website because I don't actually have it. It's a landing page. So it's at sherrylilico.com slash gratitude. Awesome. So I will be sure to put that in the, um, in the show notes. So Sherry com slash gratitude, gratitude with one. It's singular or is it plural? Yes. No, it's gratitude. Yeah. Just gratitude. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. And so we, we know you've got a website. Can you tell us about your website and where else can our listeners find you if they want to learn more about you? So my website is, it tells you all a little bit more about me, what I do. It has the offers of my books that you can check out if you want to check them out a little further. And that is sherrylilico.com. They can also connect with me through Facebook um, at Sherry Lilico. No, I am Sherry Lilico. I am. I am Sherry Lilico. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> that is and I will handle. have that. I am Sherry Lilico. That is my business page. Perfect. 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 And is that just on Facebook or are you on Instagram also? I am on Facebook. I do have an account on Instagram, but I haven't got it going really as of yet. Um, yeah, I'm I'm working on that. That that's my next push to being out there is Perfect. getting onto Instagram and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. But I you know, I made, love that. And I haven't quite made it there yet. <laughs> Baby steps, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we are always a work in progress. And I actually love that you know, you're, you're not quite there because 
it's okay to not be done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, are we ever done? I don't, I don't think we are. So, um, so it's always, there's, there's a next step that we can always do. So I love it. Thank you much, so much, Sherry, for being here with me today. I really, really enjoyed our, our conversation. And to my listeners, please go check out Sherry. She has an amazing website. There's a lot of content there. And check her out on Facebook. And until next time, just remember that your purpose is in your story. You are unique. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. And you can do it. Until next time. Bye. Celebrate your dreams, let them take flight, for you are a star, shining bright in every step you take, let your